welcome to Em and Sue Watch Dollhouse, a podcast where Em and Sue are watching Dollhouse for the first time. This is our episode two, which encompasses the episodes Stage Fright and Grey Hour. I'm Em. I'm Sue. Welcome back. To the dollhouse. <laughs> the dollhouse. So, do they only have like, f- they don't only have like five actives on at a time, right? There doesn't seem to be a lot of them. Are there like more than one of those little pods where the five people I've sleep? wondered that too, because yeah, there's like sleeping pods for like five people in that one room. Maybe there's other rooms like that. Because there seemed to be way more boys than last time. Yeah. And just more people. They had like a lunch room and they had that communal shower area. Yeah. So I think I think we can I think we can assume that there's more of those sleeping pods. Okay. Like maybe those are their best actives or something. I don't know. Because I was, I guess I just assumed they always just had five. And some weren't active, and I'm guessing go up in the attic when they're not active. (laughs) He did mention an attic. Twice. The attic is progressively getting creepier. (laughs) So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe there is an active where they, or an attic where they just store backup actives or something non-actives <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that is a creepy thought he's mentioned it twice now so i'm guessing we are going to visit the attic at some point yes i hope it's as creepy as i think it'll be <laughs> <laughs> most addicts are <laughs> yes <laughs> All right, so Harold um, did his best answering some of our questions, so we thought we'd review those. Mm-hmm. We can just review it through his comments. Right. Do you want to read the first one? Um, yeah. So... He says, I was already working on an IMDb section for episodes three and four because there are a couple of actors in them who also appeared on Angel. I'll work on the other actors that you mentioned. I can tell you that Topher and Lawrence Dominic, Adele's evil question mark assistant question mark, <laughs> were both in Much Ado About Nothing. <laughs> Topher, who was he in that? He wasn't like Claudio, was he? Was that know. his name, Claudius or Claudio? Claudius, I think. I don't know. That's the first person that pops in my mind who he could have been. That was when I started. I got about 20 minutes in, and then I had to leave or something. And then by the time I got back to it, I think it left Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't get to finish it. Maybe I'll search again. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I want to watch it again. Um, do you want me to go keep going with Harold's answers, or did you want to read some? Um, I'll read the next one. Okay. 
Okay, then he says, I think it is okay to say that the clients are not getting mind wiped. That requires that they have the active architecture, plus they like repeat business. Okay, so I have um, looked up the scene and thought I'd play it. And I'm thinking that he must have been talking about, I don't know, we'll, we'll listen for a minute. Okay. Then he has to blow the door. So no fifth guy. You think Risteo sent someone after them? He swears he didn't. Hey, tell me you didn't come near my Vic. I just hear the talk. Risteo's an interesting guy, though. Fits a certain profile. Yeah, I know. He's rich. He's respectable. But maybe he's got a kinky side he doesn't want anyone to see, so he goes to the world-famous dollhouse and hires himself a pretty lady to groove his move, and then forget all about it. They can do that, you know, with science. That's what Davina called her. Huh? Risteo's daughter. She said the pretty lady came and said... Okay, so he said... Groove his move, and then forget all about it. They can do that, you know. Yeah, I think he was totally making fun of Agent Ballard for believing that. Okay. Yeah. So he got closer than he knows. <laughs> he yeah. just doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know that he's actually repeating what actually happened. You know? Well, the Agent Ballard's probably maybe uh, gone over how he thinks it works. Right. Right, that's what that's what I was thinking, and that's just totally Crawley making fun of him. Like, oh, right, so he hired a lady, and then had her mind wiped because they can do that. You know, that was that was pure sarcasm. Okay, I can live with that. Yeah. Question answered. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Because Harold's next comment is, I'm pretty sure the FBI agents, the other FBI agents think the dollhouse is a fairy tale. Okay. Oh, and then he says, you'll find out what they mean by composite eventually. Good to know. Good to know. So it is a thing. It's a thing. Um, and then his last one is, the actor who plays Agent Ballard is, I'm going to say, Timo Pennicut. The internet tells me that he has been in a lot of TV shows such as Stargate, Battlestar Galactica, Supernatural, and Continuum. I've seen him in small parts on Arrow and the Man of Steel movie. So, yeah, Hilo on Battlestar is totally who I was. I knew I knew him from something, and he played a a pretty pivotal role in that series. Okay, and I know I've watched every uh, episode of Supernatural, so I'm sure I've seen him on it. That's the only <laughs> show he listed that I've seen. Yeah, I haven't seen Continuum. I haven't seen all of Supernatural. Uh, I saw Man of Steel, but only once. And I Says he had a small part, though. Yeah, so it's definitely Battlestar that I recognize him from. Okay. And like as soon as Harold said that, I totally pictured, like, this little arc that he was in and I was like ah oh, that is him mm. so I don't remember thinking Agent Ballard was super familiar to me it was uh, Dominic that 
I really wanted to find out where he's from. Oh, and this is where he, he says, um, the actor who plays Lawrence Dominic is Reed Diamond, who, yes, played Detective Crowley on The Shield. I thought you hadn't seen that show. I'm going to stop him right there. <laughs> <laughs> when we were talking about Crowley, <clears throat> we were talking about Supernatural and a different actor. So It's just cute. Pure coincidence that this guy played someone named Crowley, too. <laughs> and yes, you're correct. Have not seen The Shield. Nope. So, yeah, we were talking about someone else. And weird coincidence. Yep. Um, he has been in a lot of other TV shows, including Homicide, Life on the Streets, Judging Amy. Nope. I, I totally got into that show at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen it. Um, what's his name? Has a huge role in it like a lead role um kevin rom oh does he mm-hmm. he plays amy the judge's brother oh anyway that was on some channel for a while every morning and i just you know how you just pick up on a show that you don't entirely love but right you get it. <laughs> but it's better than those other stupid daytime tv yes <laughs> and start getting interested <laughs> a little shameful but it's all good <laughs> yes it's not my usual fare <laughs> and it was way long ago okay agents of shield wayward pine csi stargate without a trace and the mentalist I must know him from Judging Amy from long ago, because that's the only thing I've seen. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I guess Wayward Pines, I only gave about uh, about three or four episodes. I don't remember him from that, but... So, okay. Well, that's why he doesn't seem all that familiar to me, because I haven't seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Or any of those other shows except for a few episodes of Wayward Pines. Hmm. Then I lost interest. Right. So, all right. Well. Well, and then he says, darn, I messed up. The fourth episode is entitled Gray Hour, not Gray Matter. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No big whoop. (laughs) No big whoop. (laughs) Except we would have gone a whole different way in our predicting but we still wouldn't have gotten it right (laughs) there's no way we'd have gotten it (laughs) nope so no harm no foul (laughs) (laughs) um i guess that's it for the question answers yeah all righty so Should we get into the uh, feedback? Yes. Oh, I just, I saw, what's his name? What's his name? Alton Yelchin? Anton Yelchin, yeah. He played Odd Thomas in that Odd Thomas movie. Yes, he did. That's right. That's right. I saw a little blip about that, and I'm like, oh, so I have seen him. 
He was also in Only Lovers Left Behind. Left Alive? Left Alive. Was he the, like, Tom Middleston's assistant guy? I think so. I think so, because... They got interested in her sister? I think so, yeah. Because, yeah, when I was at work on Monday, Mike, we were talking about it, and Mike went through his IMDb, and... And I was like, I, you know, I... I know him for sure from Star Trek, from, you know, playing Chekhov, and I love him, and is that, you know, I said, but I know I've seen him in a couple other things, and he mentioned Odd Thomas, and I was like, that's it, you know, and then he said, only lovers left alive, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know. There's not a ton of characters in that movie, so it's, that's probably, that's the only guy I could think of would be. Yeah, he said his name, and the name was, I think it is The Assistant. But, yeah, what a horrible accident. What? Man, yeah, that is just that tragic. It's so sad. Just. And it's what a part freak. of a recall because that is like a problem. Apparently, the, the Jeep Cherokee does have a recall where it can like even if it's in park i guess it can still roll or something yeah so crazy you never think that like one of those recalls where you know there's like a couple deaths so they do a recall you never think of it as being like a movie star you know that's right crazy yeah it's But a lot of people are taking their Jeeps in now. Yeah, and I'm wondering if, I mean, not that I um, condone, like, litigious things, but, like, if there's a recall, does that mean that there could be no lawsuit? I don't know. I was wondering that, too. Since they told you to... Since they put it out there to get it fixed, and they'll fix it for free, because generally that's what they do. Um, Can the family not call Jeep responsible for his death because of that or something? I don't know. I uh, don't know. I wondered the same thing. No, but it's just too... Too bad. He was a good... I've liked him in... He was Ian in Only Lovers Left Alive. So whoever Ian was, which I think is the. Sounds right, but I can't even, I can't think of one character's name in that movie. (laughs) 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 That's why I said Tom Middleston, not whatever his name is. (laughs) Yeah, it's. Great movie. Oh, speaking of it, and Jim Jarmusch, I watched Dead Man. Oh, yeah? I watched all but, I think, like, the last 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I need to get back to it. It was only, I don't know, five days ago. I just got way too tired. I'm like, I can't do it. Had you I, had you never seen it before? No. Oh. It's good, but I'm not wild about it like I was with 
the other one. Unless the ending is like super fantastic. The ending's pretty good. Um, I would say that Dead Man is more of a typical Jim Jarmusch movie than Only Lovers Left Alive. So it's more typical of what you'd get. I like it, you know. I I'll see more, but and more of his movies and I'll finish that one, but I was expecting to love it as much as I loved Lovers. Not true, but still good. <laughs> there aren't a lot of movies lately I've liked as much as that one. <laughs> Um, that's the one that Neil Young did all the music to, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I just listened to the latest with um, WTF with Mark Maron is Neil Young. Oh, I saw that post that you posted on Catswell. Yeah, and he was saying, yeah, he was talking about Dead Man, that he basically went into a huge studio and they played the movie, and he just played music live to it. <laughs> I totally wondered if that's what they did. I really did. I could just picture Neil watching and playing. Just, yep. They did two takes, and they used, like, the first half of the first take and the second half of the second take or something and put it together. Huh. It just it was the only thing that made sense to me, unless he just did a bunch of, like, dongs, <laughs> and, you know, and they just, like, spliced them in where they wanted Nope, but that the movie was much completely more filmed. He watched it and just played along. Which, that just seems like such a Neil thing to do. It totally <laughs> does. That's, I think that's probably why I called it, because that <laughs> makes sense for him. <laughs> He's so cute. He's so cute. I hope that wasn't his last interview. <laughs> I'm so morbid. That's, the, that's what, what I thought of when I saw that. Why would you think that? <laughs> Save the nails, 2016. I know. Protect our nails. <laughs> <laughs> we need to protect the nails in 2016. Too many of our favorite artists are going. Yep. So we're starting a campaign. Save Neil Young. Save Neil Diamond. <laughs> If one of those two dies in 2016, I'm going to be really pissed off. <laughs> Neither of them are spring chickens. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, Should we get back to Yeah. <laughs> Tangent. <laughs> okay. This is the Anton Yeltsin Memorial Podcast. Yes. So. Okay. Do you want to read Harold's? Sure. Oh, we need to find, figure out a name for feedback for this. I know. I was just thinking that. Imprints. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I won't have anything better. <laughs> Send us your imprints. <laughs> it just like imprint into our brains. <laughs> <laughs> okay alright uh, Harold says the first time I watched Stage Fright I was pretty sick and the combination 
did the episode make you sick? Yes, was it sick prior to watching or did you sick? <laughs> and the combination of the singing, dancing, creepy stalker guy and the bad job that they did of trying to convince us that Reyna was performing at a sold-out big concert venue. <laughs> um, just left a lasting memory of worst episode ever. On rewatch, it didn't seem anywhere near as bad, even with creepy stalkers back in the news with the recent murder of Christina Grimey. It just seemed like a kind of sci-fi version of Charlie's Angels where Echo goes undercover to save the pop diva. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't have a lot of nice things to say about Charlie's Angels. Old <laughs> <laughs> like version it. or the movies. <laughs> I never saw the movies. I liked I liked it when I was a kid, but I have a feeling it doesn't hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever remember watching it. And oh, I no, don't. I haven't seen the movies. Me and Kim Godfrey loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching a lot of Chips. Chips and Three's Company. <laughs> <laughs> okay the serialized story does move along however slightly when Jordan Echo prioritizes Audra Sierra instead of Reyna despite her programming everyone at the dollhouse can pretend that things worked out ever better than they planned but they should not be so confident yeah something's going wrong every time mm-hmm Um, and uh, I guess you could say she prioritized Sierra, but I felt she was trying to like kill two birds with one stone. That's what I thought too. I don't think she was totally leaving Reyna in the dust. I think she knew that if she like made her fear for her life, she would recognize right. that she wanted to live. Yeah, I I didn't. I didn't have the feeling that she was prioritizing Sierra. I thought she was, she had some tactical plan. And it went very smoothly. And it worked, you know. Yeah. There was one point where she said, I'm going to save her. And she may have meant Sierra. But she also may have meant Reyna. I don't know. I think she figured out a way to save both. Yeah, me too. Which I think is kind of scary for the dollhouse people because she really was outsmarting everybody. Right. She was outsmarting even what they imprinted into her. Yeah. Yeah. But they can't imprint exactly what they want her to do no because they it's not a controlled situation hmm. so they can't they can't guess what creepy stalker guy is gonna do you know so you have to just give them the the skills needed and kind of trust them i guess right i mean right you know i might be reading it wrong but i just thought she just did a great job. <laughs> she yeah. saved the day like she was supposed to. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Um, 
I feel like Grey Hour is the better episode. In fact, I would probably put Grey Hour as the best episode so far and Stage Fright at the bottom. First of all, I love Taffy. You can argue that for the most part, Eliza has been playing characters that are not all that dissimilar from Faith, which is pretty much true. But she's real good at that character, and Taffy is the best, especially when she was bossing everyone around during the heist. I would have liked to have seen a show based on a character like her instead. I totally watched the Taffy show. Mm-hmm. I like Taffy, too. You could call it Taffy Standard Time. <laughs> <laughs> show writes itself. <laughs> I also don't overlook the job she does of portraying Echo in her Tabula Raza state. I also liked her... <clears throat> Her excitement when Jordan got the backup singer gig. She conveyed someone getting their big break. Yeah. Yeah. That's decent. Yeah. That's kind of cute. Like wanting to get really exciting, excited, but not like wanting to like compose yourself too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, another thing I liked in Great Hour was seeing Sierra also getting imprinted as Taffy. Yeah, that was cool. To have that was cool. Her imprinted as the same character yep. we had just seen. That's. I thought that was an excellent plan. Yes, that was an interesting thing to watch. The actress who plays Sierra, Dietchen Lachman. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> is terrific, as you may be starting to see. According to IMDb, she has been in on The 100, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Shameless. Yeah. I'm not super warm to her, but we'll see. I'm liking her. I'm not disliking her. Nope. I'm liking her. She did really good being Taffy. I like that. I thought she did great as Taffy, and I liked her as the number one fan. Oh, yeah. Me too. (laughs) I thought she was kind of cute. So, so yeah. I'm digging on Sierra. I forgot about her number one fan role. Maybe I do like her more than I think. And I think, who did I guess was the Willow? Was it her? Someone's the willow. <laughs> it's, it's gotta oh, be I put Topher as the willow. Oh, I know why. Because he kind of seems to be getting a little power trip. Mm, gotcha. Kind of like a nerd that gets a power trip. But, spoiler alert, we've got a Scooby gang. Did you see that? A Scooby gang? Yeah. My... Echo... Sierra, and the guy that gets imprinted as a Russian guy all the time. Mm-hmm. Scoobies. You think? Yep. Yeah, you're right. Scoobies. <laughs> they have a term. I'm going to call them the herd if they don't. <laughs> not the Scoobies. They're the herd. They're not bison. <laughs> <laughs> kind of are. <laughs> Uh, okay. Also, the idea of someone on the outside being able to do a remote wipe is an intriguing possibility. Yeah, that's no good. That's nope. not good for the dollhouse. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> a few notes. Raina's manager is played by the actor who was the MC in the trial episode in Angel's second season. Yes, it took me the second time. I It bugged me the entire time. I watched 
And then the second he got on screen on my second round, I pictured him in like white gloves and all that. And I was like, he's the butler guy in Angels. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not think, I don't know what that episode is. The trial is when Angel has, is trying to save Darla and he like jumps into the swimming pool thing. And then he has to like, do you remember you you can't forget the room of like a thousand crosses <laughs> that he oh, yeah. <laughs> dig okay. a key out of the holy water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Remember there was like a guide guy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh. okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um The older gentleman who hires the dollhouse for the relic heist was the Thessulic demon who lived in the Hyperion in Are You Now or Have You Ever Been? Sue's favorite demon. He was the... The Cajun demon. The Cajun demon? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> never would have known that. <laughs> I, shoot, I didn't... I would never have. have and I uh, didn't. I just would never put that together. I'd have to see both roles again. <laughs> I could totally see the Cajun demon again. With the... <laughs> With the tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the creepy stalker guy is mostly a writer. He wrote an episode of I Zombie last year. He's very familiar to me. He looked familiar to me, too. He's been in stuff. Yeah, and he makes a good creepy guy. Yeah, for sure. Like, he did not fit in at all with any of the crowds that you saw him with. It's like, yeah. He's the one. <laughs> he just had a weird face. Mm-hmm. It's weird enough. Just something's off. Yeah. Yeah, he was perfect for that role. Yeah. Um, Topher continues to be pretty cocky, yet every episode something goes wrong. Plus, <laughs> someone out there, maybe Alpha, has surpassed him. I'm guessing it's definitely Alpha. Definitely got to be Alpha. Uh, Topher gets a new assistant named Ivy. I think they created her so that he would have someone to talk to about exposition and science mumbo-jumbo. Plus, they can do geeky humor. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> That's exactly why she's there. <laughs> he just can't sit his, at his computer all day and talk to himself. <laughs> he needs a, an assistant to expose to. Boyd can't always be there. Right. Or DeWitt. Or Dr. I was going to say Dr. Acker. That's Exactly what I called her, Dr. Acker. <laughs> Dr. Saunders. <laughs> She's totally Dr. Acker in all my notes. That's what we're calling her. I don't know if it'll ever change. <laughs> it's fine with me. Okay. Were you surprised that Lubov, that's his name, huh? <laughs> turned out to be inactive. Yes. Surprise is not the word. Confused. Yes. All, like... all those things. <laughs> it's like, I have questions. <laughs> I have questions too. <laughs> um, I'm a little confused about the storyline. Yes. Was DeWitt trying to get the Russian mob to kill Ballard? That's exactly what I thought. Yep. Uh, why did they send Lubov to his apartment afterwards? Ballard is such a humorless character, it's hard to warm up to. I don't know. I don't know, maybe just trying to get information? I think they were trying to have him get killed. I Well, it makes sense. He set him up, basically. 
Mm-hmm. And I could see why they'd want to get him killed because he's trying to investigate the dollhouse. And no one believes him, so if he gets killed... Yep. No one's really going to... Then it'll get dropped. Yep. So... So... It's definitely the dollhouse that's... Like, he's the dollhouse's active, like, client. (laughs) Like, they're... I don't know how to word it. It's not a third party that's hired for the, all this Luboff stuff to happen, right? No, it's, it's got to definitely too. be the dollhouse. And I think okay. I think that's exactly what they're doing, is they're trying to steer him. They must. He must just know he's involved somehow. He thinks he's recruiting girls, but in right. reality, he's actually one of the yeah. girls, I will put. He's a doll. Active. <laughs> <laughs> When will I stop with that? (laughs) And so, uh, I don't know. It seems to me at this point that they've just made him this Russian guy that... So, have we never seen a scene with Luboff with the Russian mobsters on? Has he always been alone? I think so. Okay. Okay. So that's, I was like, have we seen him? Because that would be really confusing. Because then they would have to think that he was a mobster too. But we've seen him at a urinal. We've seen him um, in his car with a girl. Mm-hmm. And then we've seen him trying to break into his apartment. We've seen him on a payphone. Yeah. And we've seen him at that party. Okay, so yeah, I guess we never have seen him like. With the other Russian monsters. Okay. And yeah. I agree. I'm I'm not warmed up to Ballard at all. No. I don't know if I'm supposed to be. No. There was a lot of broody sadness about being shot, but it didn't do much for me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Harold says, I thought it was odd that... What I thought was odd was at the end of episode three, Echo warns Sierra away. Then, by the next episode, they are regularly having lunch together in the cafeteria. Have successive mind wipes erased Echo's caution? Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, why does she give this mount? Why does she give Sierra a not now nod? I don't know. I wrote that down too. Because, yeah, they walk by each other, and it seems like Sarah's about to say something, and she kind of shakes her head like, not now. Yeah. <clears throat> but then, in the next episode, they are having lunch. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I suppose I'm supposed to be at this point just totally confused about Echo's yeah. mind. I guess so. Maybe that's what happens in episode six. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I just, I'm observing these little things like this, but just, I think we just need to be patient. Yeah. That was very purposeful, you know. Yeah. So, I'm hoping we find out. I think we will. 
Agreed. Yep. <clears throat> Things will start to pick up in the next batch of episodes, including a fun guest star who didn't appear in either Buffy or Angel. <laughs> Ooh. Interesting. That's intriguing. And I have a feeling things will pick up, and yeah. apparently we have a pretty universal stage fright as the worst. <laughs> <laughs> pretty universal. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Thanks, Harold. Yeah. Thanks, Harold. We'll let you know if we have any questions <laughs> this week. I don't remember having many, but they might come around as we speak. They might come around as we talk. Yeah. Okay. So our next feedback or imprint as we might start calling them <laughs> is from New Chaz. And she says, so I wrote my feedback last week based on episode summaries on Wikipedia and messed up the pilot thinking it was two episodes. Oops. Ah, that's what happened. No problem. <laughs> um, quick feedback for Target. I really like this because it gave us a bit of the relationship between Echo and Boyd, and it showed how scary someone can be. Is it that far of a leap to think a person who would hire slash purchase a doll wouldn't able to think they could buy their life too? Gross, but I think telling, but I think telling of human nature. Yeah, not that far of a leap to me. No, not at all. Which um, is why they probably have gone through a lot of actives and why there's a higher insurance policy on... Ones that send up red flags. Yep, exactly. And plus, yeah, the guys that want to hire girls like this, there's just got to be something kind of off of yeah, with it, you know, something a little off. Not the ones like the dad doing it to get his kidnapped daughter back, but right, the guys that just want to date or whatever yeah. um, that want a perfect date and. It, these are not sex workers. These are like mind-wiped women that are like specially programmed for your pleasure. <laughs> right. <laughs> Something's a little off. <laughs> it says something about you. I'm sorry, gentlemen, if that sounds pleasing to you. but. <laughs> um, she says, I don't want to talk too much about consent because of spoilers, but this whole show had a very strong theme about this. And it's something Joss was criticized for. But I was at an interview with him for This American Life. What? <laughs> More info on that, please. Wait. There's a there's a This American Life, Life with Joss Whedon. Um, and he talked about how he created this world so we could explore the idea of consent. At the time, consent wasn't the buzzword that it is today. While it was not that long ago, we really have come very far in discussing high topics like this. Well, that makes a lot of sense, and I'm one of those people that you can do a show like this and bring up the subject of consent It's to shed light on it. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's like the people that want books banned from schools like Huck Finn just totally mm -hmm. miss the point. Right. It's not that, you know, the... The excessive use of the n the n word is something that's accepted and okay. It's the fact that it teaches you that it's not okay. Right. Right. 
so it's it's doing good. It's not telling your children that read it that they can go around and use the N-word. Exactly. It's teaching your children that it's ugly. Right. And <clears throat> I have... I have, like, I have big opinions about book censorship, and, and that kind of is what I mean, is some people just miss that point. And, you know, if people criticize Joss for having a show with this, I mean, if if he made this show to where you think it's just fun and okay, that's another story. But right, it sounds like, and I'm guessing, and I've guessed all along, that it's going to be shed a light on it that it's an ugly thing and that we should think about consent and what it means and Mm -hmm. all that and you know if he does it you know back before it was a buzzword like she said that's pretty cool and I'm open to that if that is the theme of this show I'm open to see what they do with it and what kind of questions it raises I think that's cool. I agree. Um, right. Oh yeah, I, I was still like, I want to see this interview with Joss and Ira Glass. Right. Wonder if it was one of those live, this American Life things that they, you could get tickets for the broadcast. Anyway, I'm sure we can uh, Google Joss Whedon and This American Life and see what we get. Could be one I listened to before I even knew who he was. True. Or had any, or knew who he was, but was just like, meh, it's that yeah. Buffy guy. <laughs> I don't care about that show. That show will never enter my life. <laughs> uh, um, okay, stage fright. I remember not being a fan of this, but all I cared about was that we found out the Russian mobster wasn't active. There to lead Ballard. That was really a big reveal, and I was sure I knew the actor at the time. Turns out I didn't. <laughs> Not then, but he'd gotten a lot of work since then, as you'll notice for the rest of this cast. Hmm. Um, great hour. Taffy time is by far, by far more annoying than 555. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that is why... I would name it Taffy Standard Time, not Taffy Time. (laughs) Uh, I think the imprint Echo got for the story was pretty much Faith with money behind her. Seeing her wiped is pretty scary. You realize just how vulnerable these actives are. Why would anyone choose to enter into this contract? We ask ourselves the same thing. Yes. (laughs) Oh, and I also would like to add that I never thought 5 by 5 was annoying. I don't know if I'm in the minority. <laughs> and I know a lot of people complain about Faith saying 5x5. Five five and... But I also, I know I'm in the minority that I like that she calls her B. <laughs> I like the B thing too. Yep. Um, on a side note, when the actives agree to the contract, many people have said this is them giving consent. But you can't give implicit consent. There is something in the laws of Canada that I love. You can't consent to a felony. So contractor, no, you can't say someone can use your body for whatever they like. So convincing someone to sign a contract is just manipulation to make them less likely to press charges later is my thought. If you think too hard about it, it will feel icky. (laughs) We thought too hard about it and it felt icky. It felt really icky. (laughs) Well, thanks, Duchess. 
Yeah, that's, that's cool. And that was kind of what we were getting at. Is it just seems like you you just can't say I consent to everything. <laughs> it, you know. If you, it just seems like an impossible thing to do. It right. seems like something no one would ever sign. Right. That has their head on straight at all. No matter what they're facing as an alternative. You know? Yeah. But I I just don't know if legally you can. I mean, uh, this is fantasy, so whatever. But Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you just can't give gen- like what if one of the clients is like a one of those like awful Nazi doctors that wants to do like weird experiments on your body, <laughs> you know, like sew another head onto you. <laughs> you can't consent to that. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. And it's icky. Think it too hard about it again. I know. It's weird. And Shush. It, <laughs> it just, uh, it makes me really not like, like Alicia or no, Adele. Because mm-hmm. I want him to have more of the active's best interest in their mind rather than how much money they can make or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, I see tiny little shadows of care. Yeah. Like, but I don't know if it's actual care or if it's like, like, it seemed like they were using their own terminology for killing Echo or deactivating her Mm -hmm. um, when she was locked in that vault. And she seemed regretful, but it very likely could have just been because she's their best one. I think that's what it was. I don't think it had anything to do with, like, her feeling bad that she put this girl in this position. I think it was more like, uh, we're going to have to get another active and it's not going to be as good as Echo, you know? Well, they're entirely evil. Then. Yeah. I think so. Could be. How do you feel about Topher after these two episodes? Because I'm feeling about the same still. Yeah, I'm, I'm he's still... he's going to stay evil? I'm still... I, I think there's still... I think there's still a chance for him. To... It seems to go more and more into like the evil scientist, mad scientist. Yeah, the genius. <laughs> I don't know, but he's also things have gone wrong under his watch, so you can't stay. Can you stay that, like, confident and arrogant about your work when things go wrong? Or does that make you kind of take a step back? Do well, you know what I mean? yeah, maybe. I do know what you mean. Um, Alpha, would he be considered their creation? I kind of think so. Because he could, he could claim that, too, that his creation is... Right. Genius. But his creation is also murdering people. Was Dr. Frankenstein cocky at the end? Um, 
Well, he just gave up on his. He gave up. Together. Yeah. I wouldn't call him cocky. No. Uncaring. No, but Dr. Frankenstein also recognized that he created a monster. Yeah. That needed to be stopped. Right. You know, so. I'm hoping Topher recognizes this too. I want to, I want to pull, I want to. I want him to be a good guy in the end. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really, I I don't know. He's not super likable like he was. I know. And I've got to like get that little bias out of my brain that (laughs) I can't think of him as the guy in Cabin in the Woods that I love so much. You know, that's just the actor. He's so different in this one. That's just another character that this actor, yeah. I'm pretty... I mean, pretty easily yeah. distancing myself. But, yeah, after watching these two, I haven't really leaned. I'm kind of in the same position I was in. As am I. Yeah. All right. You want to read Race? Yeah. Thanks. Nutty. Okay. Ray says, stage fright. This was my least favorite episode the first time through. I didn't hate it as much this time, but still didn't really like it either. My guess is that this episode took place not too long after the Britney Spears shaving her head breakdown. (laughs) 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 And the show was commenting on that and being topical. But I just find that it really drags on and is boring. The less said about it, the better. Probably the most interesting thing that happens is that we find out that Lubov is actually Victor, and he is an active that they are using to throw Ballard off the scent. Yes. I thought the second most interesting thing was that, I don't know, I I thought it was cool that she uh, did so well with the hostage situation or whatever. Yeah. But, I know. That girl could have died too. That would have been okay. I would have been okay with that. <laughs> uh, gray hour. My favorite episode of the four so far. It started slow, but once it kicked in, it was pretty compelling, I thought. There are actually a couple of twists that I like in this one. Echo not actually being abused, but working a job. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. How she was acting like. Right. The most just, dangerous game again. <laughs> well, or just <laughs> escort gone wrong. Right. Gone badly. Alpha using a remote wipe right in the middle of the engagement and them implanting Sierra with the same implant as Echo to try and save her. All that stuff is pretty cool. In the end, it advances the plot about Echo retaining some knowledge and that Alpha is messing with the dollhouse. Plus, we get to see the team in crisis mode and find out a little more of how the dollhouse operates. We still haven't reached the episode that will change everything, but as far as these early episodes, it's not too bad once it gets going. Yeah, I like like Grey Hour. I do too. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, everybody, for your imprints. (laughs) 
like that. <laughs> I kind of do too. Don't I'm worry. on board. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So. Shall we start with stage fright? We shall. Well, Harold sent us. Oh, yeah. Um, short recaps from Wikipedia that I think are the perfect length. So I'll go ahead and read the one about stage fright. Okay. It says, Echo goes undercover as a backup singer to protect volatile pop star Raina Russell from an obsessed stalker. Fellow active Sierra also goes undercover as a fan who wins a contest and gets to spend an evening with Raina. Getting closer to Raina, Echo discovers that Raina is in collusion with her stalker and welcomes death. Sierra is kidnapped when Echo thwarts the shooting and Echo must save Sierra from the stalker and Raina from herself. Meanwhile, Lubov is... Revealed to be an active victor, and Agent Ballard is led to an abandoned basement where he is attacked by three Russian agents. Right, so this just made me wonder, why did they have Sierra just as backup? So, it was, yeah, um... Now that I read it, it doesn't make a lot of sense why they had her there. No, they had her there. They said something because they knew it was like a pretty um, sticky situation that they were putting Echo in. And so Sierra, her imprint was supposed to kick in if things go bad. Oh, okay. That's right. When things get, like, extreme, I think they call it. So it was just, like, a backup plan. Like, she's there if they need her. If not, she'll just be this fan. Was um, the butler guy, no, that's all he's going to be, the butler guy from Angel, was Mm -hmm. he in on that? Yes. Okay. Yes. My first note is that girl missed the stop, drop, and roll lecture from elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) She was like flailing around. (laughs) She was. I was just waiting for her to roll. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't judge. I don't know what I'd do if I caught fire. (laughs) Um, My first note is, oh, no, is it about strippers? And I'm like, okay, guess not. Then I have scowly babies. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Did I detect some chemistry between Boyd, Boyd Giles and Dr. Acker? I think, I think there's a little bit. I don't know if it's necessarily like a romantic chemistry, but I think I can see them becoming like pretty close and being each other's like confidants or something. Yeah. If it goes in the romantic direction, that would be okay. Yeah. Whatevs. But I just, I felt like there was some real chemistry there. 
not necessarily romantic, but yeah, just kind of. I see Boyd siding with uh, the herd, (laughs) and I could see Dr. Racker, too. Mm -hmm. Um, My next note is, whoa, wait, the Russian guy is now at the dollhouse? Is he inactive? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a surprise and Uh, very confusing. (laughs) I know. I was like, because at first I was like... I just didn't put it together that the Russian persona was an imprint. I was so confused. I was like, did he find out about the dollhouse? I thought he really was like a Russian mobster and was trying to get away because like, I thought the mob was mad at him for talking to the FBI agent. And I thought, well, maybe he volunteered at the dollhouse as like a witness protection. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, <sighs> he didn't have an accent as a active. Nope. It I just... wrote down there's twins. Is there a twins active? I don't remember. Who. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think it's one of the client. Oh, when the manager, when the, Butler guy from Angel first meets with Adele. She's like, I think she thought he was there for the twins. I think he's hired these twins before. For sex? Yeah. Or when he needs Why? extra backup singers. Why? <laughs> Why else would you hire twins? Which <laughs> is so gross to me because twins means they're siblings. I know. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. <laughs> I am not on board with that. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, we are not on board with that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, uh, totally agreed. Uh, freaks me out. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't get why that's a thing. I suppose I can get a menage a trois. <laughs> But, but not with twins. Why twins? It probably just ups the level of kink or something. Because knowing that they're sisters. Really, is it the sister thing, or is it? Someone explain that to me. <laughs> is it more? I can't imagine it's the sister thing. I think it'd be more like just like double. Everything's double. <laughs> yeah, but everything would be double with just two women. I know. So I really think the sister thing makes the girls seem extra naughty. And they like that. Ooh. Yes, it's ooh. Weird. I could be wrong. I don't know. I have no... <laughs> <laughs> Right. Someone... No first-hand knowledge whatsoever <laughs> of any of it. <laughs> Anyone who does who's listening or gets why that is pleasurable, <laughs> let us know. That's our first question. <laughs> um, yeah, this, I don't know. So 
this Raina girl, so she wanted to die. She wanted to get shot because she wanted to be like famous for dying on stage or something. What? The way I thought, she wanted out of that life and. Right. I don't know. I didn't get a strong vibe that it was like going out with a bang, so to speak. Yeah. I thought it was just more, this is a good way to die, to kill myself by having someone else, you know. I guess so. Suicide by murder. That's right. I forgot about her speech to Echo that went on forever. (laughs) 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 I fell asleep twice during it and had to rewind it. I was so pissed. That's right. I went, oh, boo hoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she had a stupid, God put this voice in me and forgot to make it mine. <laughs> oh, so bad. I know. Oh, it was painful. Painful. So was uh, the scene where Echo was auditioning was quite painful for me also yes where that girl where she got up and started singing along with her and i thought the other people kind of looking jealously were um other people auditioning but i guess it was already that i found it was the backup singers yeah i thought they were other people auditioning too but i guess they'd be in on it too and they'd have the other people auditioning and in a waiting room somewhere. Most likely. I have a strong aversion to people who sing with their hand mimicking the octaves. Oh, I hate that so much. I hate it so much. It's so stupid. Like, stop doing it, people. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> do not do it. And just... That's just not my kind of, that is why I've like never seen an episode of The Voice or (laughs) what's the other one? American American Idol. Idol. Just not my thing. Yeah, if you do that, I immediately lump you in a category and (laughs) spoiler alert, it's not a good category. (laughs) You're done. Emily's ears shut off. <laughs> yep. Um. Oh, someone is eating a mint. <laughs> I know. Just... I was like, that's the best diva moment you got. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. Yeah. I would think she's probably glad that person's eating a mint. I, You know, I was thinking, it's like, <laughs> I appreciate people who eat mints. <laughs> I think it was just to show us. Her diva. Her yeah. divaness. Which that's just another, I, I just hate demanding people. I just, I, I just can't handle it. Yeah, I don't care who you are. Oh, and so they're at that party, and that's 
where we meet um, the number one fan, Sierra. Mm-hmm. So this got under my skin too. You're at a fancy club party with a friend of yours. The people all around you, you guys have glasses of champagne, one glass in your hand, and you feel like an alcoholic because the other one person's not drinking? That's pretty insecure. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> yep. Don't be that insecure. Yeah. One glass of champagne doesn't make you an alcoholic. And one person not drinking. Right. Maybe right. she's an alcoholic. Exactly. Leave her alone. <laughs> Don't be that insecure. <laughs> Anyways. Well, and I, I think her name was, I think Sierra's like name was Audra or something. Right. She had a perfectly good explanation. She's like, I want to remember every moment of this night. You know? Right, and I'm a lightweight. It's like, leave her alone. Leave her alone. That makes perfect sense. I know plenty of people who have ruined great nights from drinking and have no memory of it, and they were looking forward to it. Yes. You know? I've it happens. people that that happens to while. It happens. <laughs> while I'm with them. Yeah. Um... I did like it when, was it her photographer or something that, like, kind of approaches him really fast and Echo, like, throws him over there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was kind of funny. That was cool. Uh, yeah, my next note is, I thought Sierra was supposed to kick in when things get extreme. But, like, she lets herself get kidnapped. Well, yeah. <laughs> But then Adele... Maybe they just totally didn't program that in and she's not a thinker like Echo is. No. Adele explains it because she says um, something about... So Sierra is taking the focus off Reyna. So I think that was her imprint kicking in. Was to like, okay, let's let him take me. Because then he's not going to take her. Wait, who's Adele? The evil dollhouse runner lady. Because do it. Yes. Oh, is it Adele? Do it. I think so. Oh, okay. Oh. Um. Because yeah, because suddenly there's like that video of him, like the with the night light, whatever you call that, night vision. Of who? Of the stalker guy. Oh. With a with right Sierra, and they're watching it at the dollhouse. They're watching the right, and that's when Adele says something like that, like, "Oh, so she's." Because I was confused. I was like, "Why is she letting him kidnap her? She's supposed to be like kicking his ass." No, yeah, well, I didn't even think of that. And then when you said it, I was like, "What? Yeah, you're right." <laughs> but okay, I bet. I guess it was another move. I guess. I wrote, it's not nice to ask, what have you got to be miserable about? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's a diva. And yes, you may want to ask that question, but that's not a cool question to ask. No. 
No, it's not. Because everyone's Especially, she's got, and she even said, you know, you are not well. (laughs) And, you know, someone with depression, you know, she showed obvious signs of depression and breakdown. So that's just one of the questions you don't ask someone with depression. What have you got to be miserable about? Right, right. Because, yeah. We've seen it time and time again with just because they're famous and they have money doesn't mean they're happy. Right. And just because someone seems to have nothing to be miserable about that. Right. Doesn't mean they don't have depression and all that. (laughs) My next one is, why is she dancing? (laughs) I think it's when you just the camera just shows her and she's just dancing in front of that mirror. I am am so glad Echo hit Raina with that chair. I couldn't watch her lame dance practice alone anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) bothered us both. (laughs) Well. She was just dancing in front of a mirror while she was not kidnapped. (laughs) (laughs) It was weird. Yep. (laughs) And I've only got one note left. I'm like, huh, interesting. She shook her head at Sierra. I have that. I also said I'm starting to get really creeped out by the attic. And I said, is Topher the willow? I used to think he was a sander. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I I don't even, I was so uninterested. I don't even remember, like, the resolution anymore. Did Boyd shoot the stalker guy? (laughs) What happened with the stalker guy? I don't even remember now. (laughs) Hmm. I just rewatched in that part today. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So. So. I don't know. Okay. So echoes. I think echoes it out. ends. I think it ends with. Um, shoot. What's the Audi Audrey? No. Audra. Audra. Mm-hmm. Audra, just saying she doesn't want to die, and then she. Well, Raina, is, are you talking about the diva? Yeah. Okay, that's Raina. Raina. Raina saying she doesn't want to die, and I don't know. I don't know what happened to Stalker. I remember <laughs> it was probably pretty inconsequential, and I remember that Boyd is like down below with his gun, and he's like aiming it. Raina, or yeah, uh, Echo like throws Raina over the thing, and she's hanging there. Mm-hmm. And then somehow Sierra gets away. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) They may not show it, because I think the main point was that she proved she didn't want to die. They could have totally shown it, though. I don't (laughs) don't know. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, I, my only question from this one is, um, is just, 
the Victor, like what? But I guess everyone's a little bit. I guess it's not that clear. No, I think I think we can safely assume that they planted him as a Russian mobster to throw what's his name off track and Agent right. Ballard, right. and to uh, get him killed. And to get him killed. Okay. Okay. We can safely say that. Alrighty. Well. Is that stage fright? I'm done talking about stage fright. Gray hour. I would just like to say that I would have much rather enjoyed my version of stage fright, where some old man just wants to do a prediction of death. <laughs> <laughs> would have been way better. <laughs> yes, it would. Oh, okay. I am totally more into Shakespeare than Pop Divas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Any day of the week. Any day. <laughs> okay. So, Grey Hour. Echo is sent on a high-tech heist to recover stolen art for the Greek government, but the job goes badly when one of her accomplices double-crosses them. It gets worse when, during a phone conversation with Boyd, she's remotely wiped by an unknown party and returns to her childlike state without any of the skills she has been imprinted with. With help from Sierra and Boyd, Echo barely manages to escape. Topher suspects only Alpha could have managed the remote wipe, and finally DeWitt confides to him that her security had indeed failed to kill Alpha. All right. My first note is I would have watched the crap out of hippie doula midwife Echo in the Swiss Alps Wellness Center. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so why was that scene even in this episode? <laughs> I have no idea. Because I was like, is this a flashback? Is this Caroline? And I'm like, why is this couple having their baby in a super secluded mountain resort in the winter? Is that on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> why? I thought it was... It, okay, it was a really, that outside shot of it, mm -hmm. like on the mountain cliff, was super cool. It was, it was. I have no idea. I don't I don't think she'd go all the way to the Swiss Alps, but I have no idea where else it could have been. <laughs> there might be something like that in Colorado or something. Yeah, I guess. But I, I'd be really surprised if they'd send their actives that far away. Yeah. And why would they hire, why can't they just hire a normal doula midwife? <laughs> right. Why they that's have why to, I'm like, like, the perfect one. Well, and that's why I'm like, is this Caroline? Is this what she did before she became Echo? No, because they totally showed the process of the mind wipe. Oh, okay. They showed all the little stages of oh, that's true. her memory that's... being wiped out. So what did that have to do with anything? I think I'm thinking it's just atmosphere of she does all these things. Oh, okay. Just more jobs. I just find that an odd place for a couple to have a baby. I mean, I'm fine if you want to have your baby at home with a midwife. That's fine. Fine, fine, fine. Water birth? Fine. Make sure there's a hospital nearby. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that you can get too quickly, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, I'm not into it because 
I've had some scary birth. You've had some high risk. Yeah, you've had some high risk pregnancies. And, you know, like Eleanor, I just happened to have like a midwife training just with the doctor. I think it was part of her internship of becoming a midwife. Mm -hmm. And so she was supposed to do Eleanor's birth entirely. And the doctor was just sitting back and it was in a hospital. But Eleanor turned out to have the cord wrapped around her neck and she had some major distress. I had to have like an oxygen mask and it got super scary because her heart rate was crazy. Mm -hmm. And so the doctor had to essentially just totally take over and he's like, and he was trying to be discreet and not scaring me. Right. But I could see that he's like, move over. I got to take this (laughs) right. Really wrong. Right. And so, I don't know. And I've had other scary things happen where I'm just not comfortable with it because yeah, things can go south quick. Things can go wrong. So if you're going to make that choice, don't do it in the wintertime in a secluded <laughs> resort on a cliff. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Seems like a really dumb thing to do. <laughs> Unless, like the baby was early and she wasn't expecting to have the baby on this little trip, but why would you take a trip like that if you're that pregnant anyway? It totally was like wellness center, beautiful environment. I don't know. Yeah. I'm jaded. Everything doesn't happen perfect like we think. I'm the person that the weird stuff (laughs) happens to. And (laughs) this is why I'm for hospitals. I'm for doctors. I'm for vaccinations. (laughs) I don't want to offend anybody, but (laughs) the worst case scenario can happen. And yep. Yep. Grief. I'm just not willing to take that chance. No, nope. I've seen the scary side and why we trust good places to have babies and, (laughs) And to uh, not have our children get whooping cough on polio. (laughs) I'm for all that. (laughs) So, anyway. Okay. Okay. (laughs) No, but I totally digged that character. I wanted to see more. Same. Hippie doula. (laughs) Yep. Yep, I like her. I thought it was fun. Oh, then I wrote, so Russian guy is a Xander. And now we have the Scoobies, or the Herd. And then I asked, are they the Herd? Are they known as something? I guess I don't know for sure that they're something, that they're a Scooby group, but they are. Well, it felt, I felt. Well, and Topher is talking about it to Boyd, I think. Well, that's why I felt it. Yeah, because I put Topher describing the active's behavior reminds me of Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. (laughs) 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 Like nature finds a way. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, they're instinctively like... Because he points out, he's like, it's the same three at the same table. So there, he calls it like flocking, you know. Yeah, flocking. Birding, flocking. 
And that's when I think Boyd says they're not bison. And he goes, they're a little bit of bison. (laughs) (laughs) We just got um, Iggy sent in her feedback. guess we could stop now and splice it in or do you want to do it at the end if we want to keep our momentum sure okay where did she send it to because i don't see it did she send it to you oh it came into yes mother oh okay Sometimes on the iPad, I've got both accounts hooked up to my Gmail app, so sometimes I can't tell the difference. Oh, gotcha. They just pop up on my screen, and I touch it, and it opens it from wherever I am. Gotcha. (sighs) Yeah, we can just read it at the end. Okay. Uh, Okay. So I wrote down interesting info with the old man client, but I did not write down what the info was. Do you remember? <laughs> I think it kind of exposed something. Um, well, my what I wrote down during this, I'm like, so is DeWitt saying they don't exactly, they don't know exactly what their clients are going to do with the actors? That, that was it. That's crazy to me. And that doesn't make sense. At least Topher has to know. It's like they just kind of secretly say what they need and want. And then it, it sounds like they say, this is what I want, but they're not required to say, and this is what I'm going to use them for. That, that just seems really reckless. <laughs> that makes it super more shady and awful. Totally shady. Because... Like, the client has that much privacy. Right. I mean... Really wrong. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like that should be part of the deal. Like, I mean, I'm glad that this was because it was a heist to steal the stuff from the Parthenon that was taken during the Ottoman Empire, but... Right. So, yeah... Pantheon, not Parthenon. Pantheon? I think it was the Parthenon. I always get I always confuse those two and it bugs me. Why they're so close. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Elgin Marbles are from the Parthenon. Yeah, and they they were taken when the Ottoman Empire had control of Greece. Right. They said stolen, but it I don't know. I thought stolen was a little. No, they, they weren't. Had, they had control of it. And it was... Yeah. I mean, it's a shame that they took them. Oh, it's a total. Oh, it's horrible. And the whole, you know, taking over all these countries in Britain, you know, not real cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it. I don't know. They made it sound maybe just maybe people that didn't study our history have no problem <laughs> right yeah. we were both our history minors so. <laughs> i yeah i just 
Stealing's not the term I'd use. No, no. Taken with no regard for keeping it where it should be. Yes. Right. Yes. I'm um, not condoning what they did. I just wouldn't call it. I just wouldn't call it stealing anything now. And I think it was earlier than late in the 19th century. Oh, yeah. I think so. They said late 19th century. No. I was like, uh-uh. No, that didn't happen. In, no. I think Lord Elgin procre- procured him in the late 19th century. I mean, he's not the one that took him. Huh. The, the turkey took him, right? Uh, and then I think like two or three hundred late years later, like Lord Elgin had had them in his possession, and that's why they're called the Elgin Marbles. I don't think he's the one that took them. Okay. And I think that happened in the late nineteenth century. Perhaps. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> why were they in that hotel? Was that a hotel? <laughs> so confused. I know. Cause it was we... told a hotel, right? Yes. What else could it have been? Yes, it was a hotel. Which why had... is there a vault of art from <laughs> like Picasso to <laughs> It was what did we see? It was everything. That goes. <laughs> there was some of the marbles. <laughs> there was one of those, like, I think the um, Chinese uh, army. Yes. Horse. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, because it was definitely a hotel. That's so that I, guess... I can't even begin. Oh. Well, I was like, so... When it turns out that it's a heist and, you know, it was just all a scam to get into, like, the security guard's office or whatever, I was like, why are they robbing a hotel? Because, like, (laughs) I'm in that industry. Like, they don't have loads of cash on hand, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And you you want, like, their store of mattresses and <laughs> I know, <it> was like, <laughs> little tiny shampoo bottles <laughs> lots of shampoo <laughs> no they had like the cash of art like <laughs> yes yes it was yeah uh, I don't know about that I need a little more explanation please <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So, okay. The old man that we saw, he was the one that hired Taffy. Yes. It wasn't just... Yes. They gave us more exposition. Yeah, he was putting a little gang together to pull off this heist, and apparently he needed someone who had knowledge of, I don't know, breaking into vaults or something. And so that was the gift. Maybe the the marble was a gift to someone because I guess we were supposed to think the gift was, you know, buying a girl for somebody. <laughs> I don't know what he was planning on doing with it. I guess he was probably yeah. just trying to throw them off that. He's just buying this girl for somebody. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. He's, he made it sound like it was like his nephew's bachelor party or something. Right. Okay. And that he had hired, he wanted a, a fancy girl. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you call him. (laughs) So that was the ruse. And then like, it was all just a, just a. Just a setup. Because the guys that she was flirting with, that she went into the room with, ended up being the guys that she did the heist with. Yes. Yeah. So that was just to throw off the hotel. Just to throw off the hotel. Yes, exactly. So she pretends that they got hurt and it's under the hotel's watch. They don't want any liability. So they try and pay her off with 10 grand. How did she know they were going to take her down to the area she needed to be in? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We can't start with this. Yeah. I, Just shush it. Yeah. Just shush it, Em. Shush. <laughs> um, I wrote down deep art thoughts by the dying dude. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I didn't care for his deep art thoughts. I didn't agree with him. Yeah, I I thought it was weird that they weren't more freaked out about her suddenly totally changing personas and becoming like, they kind of acted like that's normal. <laughs> like she goes from being like the leader, you know, to like a child, you know. The guy likened her... To a hysterical woman, (laughs) which I'm sure was supposed to be insulting when it was. (laughs) (laughs) If she, you know, she was not doing normal, whatever he's talking about, hysterical woman stuff, where they just, you just kind of, maybe what he means is someone just kind of getting into a situation and freaking out. Right. That was not what she did, and anyone would know that. Whatever was going on with her, I mean, they have no idea what the dollhouse is, so they need to liken it to something they could uh, relate to, and that would be like a full and complete nervous breakdown. Right. If you ask me. Right. She looked like she, you know, yeah little girl did up she like retreated into herself in like a really weird psychological way is the way i would think of it but he's like oh i just gotta slap her (laughs) she's not like screaming frozen no she like she like completely like turned into this person that was just saying like did i fall asleep yeah you know i mean like psychological breakdown yeah. If you don't know what's going on. Yeah. He was an idiot. Yeah, I don't know. And then the art guy just said a lot of dumb stuff. <laughs> He's not the art guy. The dying guy <laughs> said a lot of dumb stuff about art. <laughs> that, I don't know. I didn't... Wasn't very intelligent or deep. No. But I think it was meant to be. 
I did like it when she's looking at the Picasso and she goes, it's broken. And he goes, yeah, like you are. And she touches her face. (laughs) 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 Make sure her face isn't like that. (laughs) Yeah, I was fine with Echo's childlike wonderment at it. Mm -hmm. I just thought his stuff was dumb. I, I just didn't think they needed to go there. Because it no. didn't work. No. And I just, I don't know. I just put myself in, like, that position. If, and if someone had, like, the kind of psychological break that she did, I'd be a little bit more concerned. I, I wouldn't be, like, discussing art with her. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Um. But we were hoping to see, like, an episode where she, like, loses her imprint stuff in the middle of it. And we saw that. And what would happen? We did? We've discussed it, yeah. Did we do it in the first step? The last recording? It might have been (laughs) the last recording. (laughs) No, I think I heard it. And just we were just talking that we're wondering if there's going to be a day where she like is in the middle of one of her assignments and like gets her become self aware and how she would deal with it. Like, would she? Oh, we pretend? did. We yeah. did. Except I think in my head it was more like she had her wits about her. I did. I thought so too. I okay. it, of course she would go back to like. That's why it didn't ring bells. Cause... Echo, you know. My thoughts yeah. were different on it. Our thoughts were she would just like improvise. <laughs> right. We didn't come up with, a, you know, yeah, she would revert back to. Right. Yeah. We thought she'd just like be more on her feet. Well, I think our. So what happened here was her mind got wiped as if she was at the dollhouse getting wiped. Yeah. I think our discussion was more like. She's at the dollhouse and has to pretend she's Echo. Right. Yeah, okay. Or she's on a thing and becomes self-aware, but doesn't necessarily become, like, the little girl. Like, the, did I fall asleep? Right. So, anyway. I I really liked Sierra getting imprinted with Taffy. Yeah, that was I cool. thought that was really cool. I don't, yeah, I'm liking Sierra. Are you the knucklehead? No, she didn't say knucklehead. What'd she call her? Chowderhead. Chowderhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I, I... How did Echo escape? There was a lot of SWAT guys. Mm. That... I had to rewind it because I thought I missed something. Because what happened to the main guy? I don't know. Did he get I shot? I guess we're just supposed to assume he got shot, but that was kind of a weird cut. Yeah. Maybe it's just a cop out. Yeah. Lots of stuff that's... happened, and here they come out of the rubble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Echo and the guy that got, like, stabbed or something. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I thought I missed something, and I rewound it and still thought I might have missed something. Yeah, but I was like, you did too, so. Yeah, I did too. Okay. And I wrote, it's got to be Alfie that did the remote wipe. Um, and then my last note, so Tover has an assistant? <laughs> <laughs> my last note is, Tover has some amazing pants this up. <laughs> I loved his pants. <laughs> I don't they know. were very shaggy-ish, actually. Were they? Yeah. So the first episode, he had on that horrible vest. And it was only... I'm I'm pro-vest. Vests are okay. Mm-hmm. But the back of it had this purple satin. The purple, it yeah. so bad. And I, yeah. they dress him like a nerd. But not in like the in a in a pretty smart nerdy way that yeah just you know not like Steve Urkel yeah no a nerd that has some style to him and a nerd that tries but misses the mark um, right and anyway that was bad that that was really bad no one should buy that vest. <laughs> The front was okay. <laughs> that back looked bad. Yeah. But in the same scene, Dr. Acker had on like the most stylish lab coat ever made. <laughs> it was supposed to be a lab coat, right? Yes. <laughs> I noticed that too. It was beautifully tailored and detailed. <laughs> anyway, great shaggy pants. Yeah. I'm hoping whoever does, like, the hair and costuming for Adele gets it together. Oh, that wispy blouse was not my favorite. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm I'm just not digging her style. Yeah. With ya. And that is Dollhouse Fashion. And she seems to make a lot of outfit changes, like <laughs> and hair. Her hair's like her totally different hair too, like in the same day. So yeah, it's weird because every time I'm like, wait, is this another day? No, it seems to be the same day, but she's got a completely different. <laughs> now she has an updo. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's weird. All right. Well, that <laughs> that was our discussion. That was it. <laughs> and gray hour. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I would call it my I haven't been in love with any of them yet, all four, so right. it's hard to say which is my favorite, and I, I guess it'd be that one. I, I that's what my humming and hawing was. <laughs> no, I, I know that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to, like, is it better than Ghost in Target? <laughs> and I'm going to say, yeah, just... Yeah. I think it was better, because I... It was better. It just... I just had some questions. <laughs> yeah. 
I liked the highest aspect of it. Oh, so, okay. So, Sierra as Taffy is trying to walk Echo through getting out of there. Oh, yeah, that was weird, because she followed her instructions. She followed her instructions, so why why did the alarm go off? Why didn't it work? If it's because her hand didn't stay steady or something, they should have made it more apparent. It, yeah, she should have, like... Had it be a real visual slip, because there wasn't a visual slip. That I didn't see a slip. Mm-mm. So that was weird. Yeah, so I was... Yeah. Why you wouldn't make it more um, apparent is an odd thing to me. If she's going to mess it up, mess it up visually, please. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, because when it suddenly goes off and then they're like, all right, thanks, Sierra. We're going to go wipe you now. Yeah. And yep, she's an idiot. Chowderhead. <laughs> yep. She screwed that up. It's fine to screw it up and have it go the way it did. I just think you should make it more apparent. Make it a little bit more obvious that she screwed it up because I didn't see it happen. I thought she did a fine I thought job. she was doing just fine and then suddenly... Unless... Uh, unless she was just telling her to do the wrong thing. Yeah, that is, well, that's not how they all acted. Right, so... Okay. So I'm not the only one that thought that. No. Okay. I just didn't make any notes, so I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I thought this was, I don't know. I kind of liked the heist aspect of it. We got confirmation that Alpha definitely is out there. So we got that moved along a little. Um, was there any Ballard stuff in this one? <laughs> This when he was um this is I think it was like broody I got shot stuff. Watch when he goes home to his apartment and watches QVC or something. Yeah. Is his neighbor? I get the feeling his neighbor is going to play a fairly large part. They I kind of do too. Her a lot. They keep showing her. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess watch for the Haley girl. <laughs> Haley. You think she kind of looks like Kaylee, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, I get what you mean. Just reminds me of her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was funny when she, when Luboff goes to his apartment to try and break in and she just immediately opens her door. So you forgot your key, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> she's that neighbor. Girl, get some game. yeah she's that neighbor and she comes to visit him at the hospital too right yeah did she get into his room or i don't know it seemed like she just kind of peeked in yeah i wonder could she be inactive too That would be hilarious. <laughs> now we're going to suspect everybody. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I would say no. Yeah, I think she's going to prove to be kind of his, like, sidekick. Reluctant yeah. sidekick. She, reluctant on his part. Well, I think her, like, 
I don't know. Is it nosiness or just obsession with them? I think that's somehow going to like save his life or something like. Yeah, well, it saved his apartment from getting broken into the one time. Yeah. He broke in again, though, and was successful. <laughs> so is she just like constantly standing at her door, like listening for when he comes home? <laughs> uh, I think it sounds like she kind of knows the schedule pretty good, although an FBI agent couldn't have a real firm schedule. Right. Um, yeah, she's, I take it as she's got a monumental crush on him. Right. You don't cook a guy lasagna, a full plan, yeah. you know, full pan of lasagna. No. Um, yeah, so she's just, that's always, what she Always does. at the ready. Just, yeah. She's that girl. Okay. Or All right. <laughs> <laughs> could be. I'm not throwing that out as a possibility at all. I am for fun. Because why not? I'll sound like a real genius if it. <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not like. Oh, you're not throwing. I'm not it out. saying no, no, no. You know, I'm saying that. Got I. I'm on board with that. We'll both be geniuses. Yeah. I'll be more of the genius because I came up with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have proof. All right. All right. So we're going with Gray Hour as number one. Yeah. And Stage Fright as number four. Yeah. And Will then. Will Stage Fright lose its spot? So, possibly not. <laughs> well, it'll eventually be number thirteen, I think. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. The spot as being oh, his last. as being the worst. Okay, gotcha. Um, so we have gray hours one, the target is two, ghost is three, and stage fright is four. Yep. Someone All give right. us the next episodes. Yes, we got them from. Harold did it. Okay, yep, he posted. Okay, this time I double checked. <laughs> <laughs> so, episode five is entitled True Believer, and episode six is Man on the Street. The much ballyhooed episode six. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So true believer. Hmm. I get like um religious vibes. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm picturing a priest. Yeah. Or a nun. Or a crazy evangelist preacher. Yes. yes. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what she'd do with all that. <laughs> a nun. Did you say a nun? Yeah. No, I like your evangelist idea. So, okay, so there's an evangelist that, okay, there's two evangelists. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <With you. laughs> and one of them hires Echo to, like, 
become a part of the congregation of the other one to disprove like his healing power or something. Ooh, like to find the earpiece that yes tells him what's what. Yes. All right. Because he's losing his people to this other evangelist that claims all this healing power, you know. All right. And he wants to bring him down. Yeah. Because that is a Christian thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Precisely. (laughs) So that's what I'm going with. Okay. I like it. All right. Done. We don't even have to watch it. (laughs) We don't even have to watch it. (laughs) And we're going to mark it as number one for next week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so man on the street. Who's the man on the street? Someone we met or not? I don't know. Because to me, man on the street is like like a news guy. Like a, you know, like the reporter. Ah. Yeah, I guess so. I was thinking more like spy. I don't know why. That's the only thing that popped in my head. Hmm. Could be. I'm going... Okay, I'm going. There's a... There's a news reporter who is knows about the dollhouse and is going to break the story. Okay. And they kill him. (laughs) (laughs) My version, man on the street is code. And he's he's someone they um, discover, let's say Boyd, discovers him. No, Ballard. It has to be a non-dollhouse person. Okay. He's like an informant. No, I, I have no idea. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Thinking on my feet here. <laughs> That's what this is all about. <laughs> Ludov. What's his name? Well, his name's Victor. Okay, Victor. Good. That's easier. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Victor is the man on the street because he's like a Russian spy guy. He's the he's the he's the man on the street getting the girls and they he he finds out he essentially this is this is the break in the show is that Ballard figures out the victors. Oh. Okay. That's interesting. I like that. So it basically it becomes a more serialized show at that point, correct? Yeah. That's what they've really pretty much said. Yeah. Apparently. They, I mean the listeners. Yes. Apparently Man on the Street is kind of where it gets interesting. 
So what are your predictions on how this show could get interesting? (laughs) I don't mean that as rudely as it sounds. (laughs) Um... I think having Ballard get some sort of proof that it does exist would make it a little more interesting. Um, just because that might up the sus- the suspense a little bit. Yeah, and I think the uh, Scooby Herd. <laughs> <laughs> There's the name. <laughs> I hope they exist because I want to call them the Scooby Herd. Yes. I think the Scooby herd gets some sort of, oh Alpha probably has to have some sort of Yeah, I was going to say the Maybe Alpha's thing, the man on the street. The other thing that would make it more interesting is is more Alpha stuff. He somehow is able he was able to wipe them. Maybe he's able to give them maybe he's able to give Echo Caroline back. And the rest of the herd. Maybe. Scooby herd. And they have to fake it and somehow bring down the dollhouse. And that's where the bringing down of the dollhouse starts. Yeah. Because if he can remotely wipe them, can he also remotely imprint them? I think I think the fact that he can remotely wipe absolutely brings that to the table. Yeah. What if he imprints Echo with like Caroline and it like breaks her brain? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, what would happen if one of the dolls actives gets imprinted with their complete old life? Is it like the same concept of if you travel back in time, you can't meet yourself? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Man on the street could be more about. It's not Victor anymore. It's Alpha. It's Alpha. Okay. To me. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I kind of want to watch it. I know. Me too. Cool. All right. That's enough predicting. Yeah. Because we have no idea. <laughs> We're going to be really wrong. <laughs> Except for the evangelical stuff. That's oh, totally I'm, on. That's totally what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to read Iggy's? Yeah. All right. So while we're podcasting, we get um, some late feedback from Iggy, but not too late. Nope. Because we're still podcasting. Okay. She says, hello, Sue and M. Hope all is well with you two and are doing fantastic. The B&B has been quite cheery lately. It looks like Norman has not removed the bright-ass Christmas lights. <laughs> <laughs> and he plays the piano every night from the top of his lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I smoke myself out in my cigar room to fall asleep. <laughs> You have a cigar room? I didn't know we were that fancy. Wait. Oh, she meant the... Wait. She's in the she cider you're room. You're in the cider room, Mickey. Not cigar room, silly. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you can have a humidor in there if you want that. <laughs> We're okay with that. That's that's cool. We allow smoking because in our fake B&B, it doesn't bother the other guests. Plus, they're all smoking doobies. <laughs> <laughs> they're all in Matt's room. <laughs> they're all smoking doobies. <laughs> So she either smokes herself out in her humidor cider room, or maybe she meant she ciders her. She she it's hard cider, <laughs> and she like passes herself out to drown out the uh, Christmas. Norman the playing the piano every night, Iggy. Are you sure about that? Are you sure, it's Norman. <laughs> Just putting that out there. <laughs> said I will need some fresh towels and earplugs thanks <laughs> you got it um okay so for episode one and two of dollhouse I think Echo is paid for hire to do whatever you want a lover friend and in one of these early episodes my favorite is a target the one where the guy hunts her is really cool shoulder to the wheel <laughs> I'm confused about the Alpha and that investigator FBI guy with his obsession with Dollhouse. I guess once we find out why Echo was made into the Dollhouse, then we may know why he was so obsessed. I don't know his name. The investigator guy. <laughs> it's Ballard. Um, episode 3, Stage Fright. This is the most corniest wannabe... <laughs> wannabe the bodyguard episode ever. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> Never saw it. I did. I saw it in the theater. <clears throat> I don't remember why. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was in high school and it was the big movie, I guess. I guess so. Uh, never saw it again. My fave scene was Echo knocking out the diva. How did she get a Jersey accent? And I like how we are introduced to a new doll, Sierra. Um, Elijah Dushku has a Boston accent. Mm-hmm. I, I heard it come through a couple times. Yeah, it definitely came through in that character. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a Boston accent, but pretty close. And I think it's just because Elijah Dushku has one. <laughs> and when <laughs> she gets tough, which she was being tough. It it came out in only one scene. It was like super thick, the whole mm -hmm. scene. And it was kind of weird. Um, episode four, Grey Hour. Alpha is alive. I enjoyed watching this episode. I like how her keeper saves her life at times. He really takes care of Echo. That dude who is partners with the main lady of Dollhouse is such a creep. I wonder what his deal is. Great show. I accidentally watched episode five. It gets real good here. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to find out what her backstory to find out why she has that FBI guy on her obsessed much. Maybe he's an old fiance or something. Oh, you know, that's an interesting thought. Or maybe he was involved in whatever happened to her that made her have to sign the... Yeah, maybe he knows about the dollhouse because he was following Caroline. Like, maybe he does know Caroline. 
Yeah, or no, he... no, because he holds up that picture of her to. Is it Victor or one of the Russian guys in the basement when he gets shot? And he's like, who is she? Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think he does. To the Russian mobsters. Yeah. And he's like, nobody knows. Yeah. I don't know. I remember at one point thinking, I wonder if he's been like hired by her parents. That could have been the scene where his neighbor girl sees her and is all nosy about it. Pretty girl. She's lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know. He's an FBI agent. Can they be hired by parents? Like a PI? No, couldn't be hired, but uh, maybe just put on her case. Maybe put on the case. Maybe she went missing. Maybe she I don't know someone it's... important's daughter or something. Yeah, I like that idea. I like the idea that that he knew her. I don't know. I have a feeling it's something like that. It'll be interesting when we find out. I'm guessing. Well, there's definitely a reason he's so with everyone else making fun of him. He sure is pretty determined, you know. So there's yeah. something, something that yeah. is making him that way. For sure. Maybe maybe his sister became inactive and was killed. Hmm. Or something. Ooh, I like that. You know. Oops. Yeah, maybe he's got some personal connection to the dollhouse, and that's what makes him so convinced that it exists. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Maybe. Maybe he's Alpha's brother. Maybe. maybe he's inactive. Ooh. <laughs> maybe he's Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he's yeah, maybe he had a sibling. Could be Alpha. I don't know. He's got some connection to the dollhouse because it just seems weird to me that he's so obsessed with it when everyone else is like, "Give it up, dude. It doesn't exist." You know? Yeah. Yeah, something is making him that way. Something's making him that way. Interesting. What was that, all of Biggie's? She says, thanks and glad to join you all on this dollhouse ride. We're glad you joined, too. I'm really happy that you're doing that. We're all in this together. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Shoulder to the wheel. (laughs) That'll be our (laughs) sign-off. So, well... All right, we're on to season or episodes five and six. If you want to send us feedback, you can send it to Sue Watches Buffy at gmail.com or you can send it to DS Mother at gmail.com. Yep. We'll get it either way. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. All right. What is it? I don't know.
the first five seconds I knew it was the clunker <laughs> <laughs> that girl in the cage yep. I was like this is about strippers <laughs> I knew right before 
before she came out, I guess I thought cage dancing, but I don't know. Could you make a subject matter more annoying to me than like a diva pop singer? <laughs> no. I, I have so little interest in that in my own personal life. <laughs> that I have abs- it at all costs. <laughs> absolutely no interest. So, uh, yeah. That is a world where <laughs> me and that are uh, non-meshy things. <laughs> Whatever I have no, <laughs> no business in that world. No. <laughs> <laughs> No mixy things. Buffy and driving. Emily and pop star divas are no mixy things. Yes, same. <laughs> I have absolutely no tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't feel sorry for him either. Uh, I'd hate it. So I can see how you would hate it. I guess feeling sorry for them is probably not quite accurate. Yeah, but they want to be stars to begin with. You know, you never wanted to be. Right. You know. I don't know. And guess you, unless you are just absolutely forced by your parents, I guess. Right. I made my powdered drink way too watery. (laughs) (laughs) I usually find them too strong if you put the amount of water they say, so I always put a little bit more. But this time I added some ice, and I think that Mm. was my problem. (laughs) Ice melts into more water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I buy that uh, organic lemonade at Costco. Mm -hmm. And I fill my glass with ice. And then half with water, and then I add the lemonade. <laughs> that's how I like it. <laughs> I'm pretty much like that with all drinks like that. I just noticed I barely had any left, so I hurried and made some like right before I told you I was about ready. And I was like, it's just not cold enough, and I need it cold. So I added a bunch of ice, and it's so hot, it has melted already. <laughs> <laughs> It is a scorcher. Man. It's not supposed to be 100 in June. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's supposed to be like the second week of July and only be like five days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well. Um, then he ends it with, things will start to pick up in the next batch of episodes. Including... Bit. Just like it. Okay. Things will... Not that much better. 